Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Steel Wars. I'm comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. And this is it. It is Sunday, the final day of celebration. It is 12.02 and we're working, walking the floor. We're working and walking, walking and working, working and walking. And we're just past the, the giant TIE fighter and the little Star Wars show getting recorded right now. And I'm with Dominic Jones from the Star Wars Underworld. Hey, Steel, day four. I, I'm ready for a break, but I'm also really sad that it's almost over. Now, for everyone at home listening, Dom is a picture of a day four con attendee. He's looking very ragged. His eyes scream of late nights, and I dare say... Late nights and contacts that have been in way too long. Ah, and I dare say that you've had a Your Snoke Theory Sucks Sucker today. Yes, I've, I, was, I was hungry at the booth and I found a broken one, so I'm like, I'm eating this. Because <laughs> he's got a blue tongue. He's got a blue-tongued Dom. Um, you went to the 501st Bash last night. Uh, how was that? It was pretty fantastic. The only problem was they didn't have any food. And I hadn't eaten since two, and but the drinks were flowing, so so no snacks. No snacks, no snacks. There's there were you could buy drinks, but that was it. Um, which seems like we paid a lot of money. There should have been some snacks. Like I would have been happy with just a bag of chips. But you didn't have to buy. Why aren't the drinks free? No, you had to buy them. Someone told me there were free drinks. I think you get one free. Man, at, at the Making Star Wars, you got two free. Oh, I know. I should have gone to Making Star Wars the other night. Next next time, <laughs> next celebration. Dom, you have, year after year, managed to avoid my live podcasts. What's your problem? Hey, I came to the one in London. Oh, yeah, the one that wasn't a celebration. Well, the, All right. yeah. I, 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 can, I see I have that. So everybody else has just been to the celebration ones. I can always go. I've been to the one outside of celebration. Very few people outside of Australia, I think, can say that. Yeah, true, true, true. Well, you got anything planned today, or are you just chilling? I plan to finally see this show floor today, because I have not seen it at all. I like We've been at the booth so much, and just going in panels and lining up, that I feel like I've barely experienced the show floor, so I want to just walk around, look around, see what's up, see what's good, maybe buy something. So far, the only thing I've bought is a Your Snoke Theory Sucks t-shirt. Like That's all I've done. It's the best thing. Chuck Windegg just told me it's his favorite thing. Oh, well, if Chuck loves it, that would be great. I had a bit of an awkward moment with Chuck because I saw him walking past our booth. and I didn't recognize him at first, but I knew I knew him as something. So I was walking and I was looking at him. I was following him walking and he's looking at me. And I looked away and I looked back like, like trying to figure out. And he looked back and it was just like he had this moment of eye contact where it was like, should I say something? And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to look away now. Uh, I realized like two minutes later, oh, damn, that was Chuck Wendig. And I should have gotten an autograph. Should have said hi. Should have done something else. But yeah. So many things you should have done, Don. Could have, should have, what I should have. Could have gone to making Star Wars. I should have gone to see Chuck Wendig. Um, 
That's about it. Those are the only things I should have done that I haven't done. <laughs> so closing ceremonies. Yeah. We've had so much. Will there be something at the end? I doubt it. I think it is maybe a very, very small chance of a new, new movie announcement, like the next uh, standalone. But more, li- more likely than not, it's going to be just, hey, 2019, we're going to be in Anaheim, or we're going to be in L.A., or we're going to be back here, which, God, I hope we're not coming back here. Um, but, you know, I think that'll just be the next celebration announcement. Why don't you like it here? I like, I like the show floor, but I just don't think that the stages are big enough for what celebration should be. The fact that people camped out all night and got into the satellite rooms, not the main room. Like, if you camp out all night, you should be able to get... If you're there from 11 p.m. on, you should be able to get into the main room. And they're just they're just not big enough, I, I think. Yeah, true. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that because... Yeah. Compare, compare it to what we had in London, right? It's tiny compared to that. And that was small compared to what we had in Anaheim. Yeah. It, but isn't the other room bigger? It looks it, but apparently the... The Galaxy stage has, seats more people, but the the Celebration stage, which is a really nice theater, and it's great for like the celebrity Q and As. I saw Mark Hamill's Carrie tribute in there. It was perfect for that. Like it, it's a it's a much nicer venue to enjoy something like a panel, but apparently it only sits like fifteen to to two thousand people. Oh, okay, so. All right, bigger venues, bigger venues. I know, like, I wasn't at Anaheim, but when you see the footage, it looks like oh. like, like a basketball stadium. It was a basketball stadium. It, that's literally what it was. Like, one side of the court was dedicated to the stage. All of the court, there were seats on that, and then all of the arena seating was filled. And we got, like, I think we were, like, 8,000 people in there. And you could show up, at, like, at 6 in the morning and get a wristband. Um, but, of course, we would do the all-night line because those are fun. But those are only... I, I, I think they should limit those to one per celebration. I mean, obviously, this year they had to do two, unless they were going to do those things, like, back-to-back. But this, two of them really... They, they nearly killed me this year. Yeah, but I think... Like, this was a special year because you had the yeah, two things to do. And to do them back-to-back, I wouldn't want because it's like, I just got... I just saw the best thing ever, and now I saw the best thing ever, and there's no time to, yeah. like, um, dwell on it. But also... You don't have to camp out two times. Like it, it does actually open it up for other nutbags to camp out. It's not. It's not their fault that you're such a diehard dom. It, yeah, I guess that's true. That's <laughs> true. I guess it is kind of on us for being a little bit crazy. Take some responsibility. Yeah, I am. I'll take some responsibility. It's my fault. It's crazy. But they should have been able to let more people into those into those rooms. I think we sorted out a lot of stuff in your life right now. I think we figured it out. I think I just need to be less crazy. All right, you guys, it's 12.25, and I've just bumped into Dustin and Oscar, father and son, that was in the front row of the live Star Wars Minute, and when it comes out in the American summer, uh, Oscar gets referenced quite a few times by myself in the podcast. How's the uh, celebration been going for you guys? Fantastic so far. Yeah, it was really, it's really cool. Um, were you like a long-time listener of the Star Wars Minute or you just like stumbled upon that panel? Yeah, since their second week. Uh, ever? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just stumbled onto it. They were actually low down on the, uh, on the list, but the artwork caught my eye. And so I figured I'd give it a whirl. And so you're at the bottom 
And now they're here. Yep. Number one podcast for Star Wars in the world. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's such a bad, awesome idea. Yeah. <laughs> and I think in someone else's hands, it could be like the most boring, like minutia, but those guys are the best. Yeah, it could have definitely been a train wreck, but uh, yeah, they keep it entertaining. Oscar, what's been your favorite bit of celebration so far? Um, I don't know yet. You meant to say this. Uh, this. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. Did I squeeze his arm too hard then when I made him do that? Um, what, 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 what cool things have you seen? Um, uh, a lot of costumes. Yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Have you got any photos with them? A lot of photos. Oh, uh, what characters? Um, like, I just got a salacious crumb. Oh, the big full-size one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw him in uh, London and was just like, I, I couldn't, like, I just was so loud with laughter. I was just like, yes, full-size salacious crumb. Can you do a salacious crumb laugh? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I just did. I don't even mean it. Uh, what, um, are you looking forward to seeing The Last Jedi? Yeah. Yep. Who's your favorite character in the new films? Um, Captain Athano. Who's that? The the red. He's got the red helmet with the wings. Ah! Oh, oh my god! The, yeah, he goes for the obscure characters. Wow, you are out Star Warsing me, Oscar. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. This is okay. This is the last episode of the podcast. I just got showed up on my own show. Well, you guys have safe travels, yep. and uh, thanks for coming to the Star Wars Minute. And now you have to listen to my podcast to hear you guys. And I have. Ah, oh, great. <laughs> thanks so much. All right, have a good one, Oscar. Okay, you too. <laughs> All right, you guys, it is 1.31, and I've just bumped into Chris Gore from Film Threat, who we met in the airport in L.A. Uh, That's true, yes. We were, uh, I think I was just complimenting your shirt. Yeah, I had the Have You Seen Him shirt on, and you're like on, going to Celebration? I'm like, oh, hey, you're Chris. (laughs) Yeah, and and then we realized, I think when we got on the flight, that almost everyone had a Star Wars related t-shirt or something nerdy on more than half the flight were people headed to celebration yeah our our whole role was our whole role was because i um you were on the prequel strike back documentary yes, i was in the prequel strike back documentary which i highly recommend i mean it in some way changed uh my mind a, a lot about the prequels i think that i think people the sort of hate for the the prequels is kind of overdone if you look at them now they're not as bad as we thought i think there's there's you know, yeah, I'm worthwhile, in the worthwhile things. Worthwhile things there. I'm in the middle. Right, right. Like I think, sort of, the hate for them is too much. But then the extended, like, like I'm not sure if you've seen. Like, like I, I find the ring theory like fascinating. Uh-huh. But when they show a video and it shows like Padme and Anakin kissing and then Han and Leia kissing, it's like, oh my god, two sets of people kissed in six films. Genius. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I think that's the thing that's been missing from Star Wars um, since since the original trilogy is romance. I mean, we forget. I mean, ri- originally Star Wars. I'm talking about A New Hope. Uh, the adventure 
was kicked off by a farm boy who fell in love with a girl on a hologram. Who is she? She's beautiful. His whole motivation for getting the princess the plans was because he had a crush on her. Then it was this sort of like uh, romantic trio, right? Until, and you look at all the times that Princess Leia like kissed Luke and then... I've never thought about that there was the crush on the hologram that started it. So what you're saying is incest saved the galaxy. Incest saved the galaxy. But no, seriously, go back and watch the original Star Wars. It's motivated by romance. Because Luke sees the picture of this woman, and uh, yeah, we got to get the plans of the princess because he wants to impress the princess because he wants a date with a princess because he's just a you know a, 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 just a little farm boy you know. He didn't even want a date with a princess. He just wanted a date with a girl. Right, a date with a girl, exactly. I mean, yeah, he hadn't even got the status yet. Yeah, yeah, precisely. But no, go back and look, and I think that's what's missing from Star Wars. That's what was missing from the Force Awakens. I think that Disney was a little skittish about having a romance between. Finn and Ray, which was totally set up to be that, and she friend zones him at the end of the film. It's ridiculous, and I think that's what's missing from these Star Wars films is romance done correctly. Uh, because if you look at the prequels, the romance, uh, Anakin's a creeper. I mean, it, everything about him is sort of a He's a creeper. I mean, when you look, there's a there's a uh, um, an honest trailers uh, video on YouTube about Episode Two that will just just throws it all out there. I mean, he is a creepy dude. I mean, if if he had just sent her, you know, uh, a message on Facebook, it might have just said boobs <laughs> question mark you know or nudes question mark. He, he practically was doing that to Padme. It was weird. Like I like watching you. I mean, no, there's just really creeper stuff. I think that, like, George Lucas completely... I mean, if he was trying to make Anakin creepy, he... If that was his goal, he. I, I just wonder if it was something. I wonder how much of what George Lucas did was filled with intention, or just him being kind of asleep at the wheel. I think. I think the best Star Wars movies were made in collaboration, and when you look at the first two Star Wars that were made, it was Gary Kurtz and his, you know, then wife Marsha Lucas had a dramatic effect. Marsha Lucas, probably more than anyone, had a huge effect. I mean, she was influential to directors like Scorsese and Coppola. Um, really, the more you research her, I mean, she had a huge impact, really changed the art of editing in the 70s. Yeah, I definitely the collaboration. Like, even with, like, I'm not sure if you're a fan or you've seen, like, the Phantom Edit and Attack of, of the Phantom. I've seen the Phantom Edit. I, oh, thank you. This happened live. You have to describe what just happened. Steve, come back. Steve, come back. Steve, the Ginger Prince, has just given me a Jedi Luke Star Tot. What a man from the UK. Ignite the green. Oh, cheers, man. Thank you so much. Have a safe trip home. Great, great podcast. Oh. Take care. Thrilled. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's my favorite. Like, Luke Skywalker, green lightsaber. That, that's, oh, yeah. like, you want romance in the next film? Yes. All I want in Star Wars, you can do whatever you want. You can do your Marvel collaboration for all I care. Yes. Luke Skywalker, ignite the green, kicking ass. That's all I need. Nice, nice. But I got to, um, this is a, a sweet name drop, but I got to interview Kelly Marie Tran oh, wow. on Friday, and I did press her on the Finn uh, Rose right. romance issues, and her no answer was very telling of the actual answer. What, 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 how did she say no? She was like, I can't talk anything about that. And I'm like, you about could... that? And then she goes, then I go, you could easily just say no. Right, and right. She, and she's like, no! Not a denial, not a denial. But that's, I think, I, I mean, go back. The, the, there's so much romance. Look at the moment where um, 
Princess Leia says, I love you, to Han Solo, and he says, I know. It's one of the most romantic moments in cinema history. Forget Star Wars movies, movie history. And, and, and there needs to be more romance. I mean, yes, Star Wars is kind of sexless, right? You know, they, they make it, it's not sexy. And um, I do like that Rey is not sort of a, uh, a sex symbol, right? But Princess Leia was. She could be as sex, sexy as she is a commanding leader. I think that that's okay. Um, I, I don't know what they're afraid of. And I know Disney, they're trying to supplant the uh, Slave Leia. Like, they don't want any merch related to Slave Leia outfits and whatnot. I mean, I think the people thing that people forget is she was forced to wear that. It wasn't something she chose to wear, right? Um, so, I don't know. I, I, I just want to see... Because adventure, and I think romance is part of it. It's action. It's humor via the droids and BB-8 and Jar Jar, whatever you think. Like, just so levels of humor and then, and then romance. What did you think about the romance or lack thereof or how it ended in Rogue One? Because towards the end, when they're on the beach That's and they're looking at each other, I was like, please don't kiss. This will, like, this will crack the movie for me. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't. And the awkward extended edit of it like why why are you doing this trim 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 it was forced it was forced and unnecessary and there really was no at least in my opinion no chemistry um, between those uh, characters uh, Cassian and Jin I mean just didn't work for me yeah and I thought like the cool thing about her it didn't matter if she was a girl or a guy she was just like she was just there to sort of get the job done yeah I I mean I, I like the references I like the bridging to um, you know to a new hope um, I love the Vader stuff um, I think that movie I, I think the thing I admire most about Rogue One is the risk it took I mean the you know I, I don't I don't think we need to say what the spoiler is I think we all know and I think I think it was smart of the filmmakers at the beginning to say this is how it's going to end but I think there might have been a better way for that ending to occur rather than a, a lame explosion. I, I think that the, the to me the weakest deaths in film, and if you look actually at the history of movies, um, the leading cause of death for villains is falling from a high place. The Emperor, uh, <laughs> go, go through even in the Lion King, right? Falling from a high. I, die Hard. Die Hard. Uh, the Joker in the nineteen eighty nine Batman. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you could list you know leading cause of death among villains. Falling from high places and explosions. And I think that that's just lame because it's not an on screen. It's not a I think that's the thing that bothered me most about Han Solo's death. He didn't get to have a, you know, I think a lot of us thought that Luke was going to come in at the end at Starkiller Base. And I think Han Solo should have been mortally wounded and had a moment with Luke. That will never happen going forward in Star Wars. The three will never be reunited. Princess Leia Han and and. And Luke, and that bothers me because those are the three characters I fell in love with most in in the original trilogy, and they're not going to be reunited because of their rushing, I guess. And Harrison Ford would only do one movie. I, I, I don't get it, but but I think you needed to have Luke show up at the end with Han mortally wounded, and uh, how we doing? Same as always. You know what I mean? <laughs> like a callback to that. I mean, or just something like like he should have had a death scene not a falling to his death scene you know I, I, I don't know it just but the but the thing the thing you know for all our criticisms of Force Awakens I think that what that movie did really well was introduce characters I care about that aren't named Han Luke and Leia I really do care about Finn and Poe and 
Ray and, and BB-8, and I think that was a very difficult thing to do. Like, introduce characters I really care about, because other than Thrawn, there's not many extended universe characters I can think of that I really think are compelling. Mm. I, the moment Ray said Luke Skywalker and was excited to hear about Luke Skywalker, I was like, oh, she's a Luke Skywalker fan like me. <laughs> yes, and I'm then, a Luke Skywalker fan. And then I was just on board. Yeah, no, and I, I think that's what's also missing from, um, you know, these new Star Wars films is let's get, let's, you know, let's get back to Luke. Let's get back to, like, really the good side, right? What is what is playing in the background? I hope that people we you can't hear this on the podcast. I don't know. They're, they're tuning up the band. It sounds like is, there, is the next podcast going to be a band? I, I have no idea. I'm on it. It's it's a Star Wars report. I thought we we're going to talk about Star Wars when, news. When I was a kid, I wanted to be Luke. I wanted to be Luke. I wanted to be good. I wanted to make good moral choices. And I think that we've become too obsessed in these other Star Wars movies that have been made since the original trilogy with evil and darkness. And I don't know that we necessarily need that in a Star Wars film. When you look at the political landscape of the planet at this very moment, where we're on the precipice of World War III, not to bring this podcast about Star Wars down, but we're really, there's some really horrible things happening in the world. I would like and it's some escapist entertainment, not something that celebrates evil. And, and I feel that um, we've gone off track because, uh, you know, when you look at the marketing since since Empire, it's all been about the bad guys. And, and I think that Luke was always a symbol of all that is good. And he's someone who would put in a bad situation, he would make the right choice. And that's why I always admired him. And I, I would like to get back to that. Well, that's the worrying thing about that trailer. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? I don't want any indecision about Luke, about the, uh, you know, like for me, and it's like, I just want Luke to go, yep, I'm going to solve it. But it seems like there's going to be some well, indecision. I, I think what it is, is it's, it's the refusal of the call, right? It's that is a Joseph Campbell thing. It's, it's, he's refusing um, to take this call to adventure. Now, I'm sure that some events will transpire that will force him to become the Luke that we... You're giving you know, me goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, 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 I mean, no, it's the same thing with anything like that. I mean, look at look at the Joseph Campbell, the hero's journey, right? He's, he's gonna, you know, and also, he failed. Luke failed. He had a Jedi Academy. He trained some Jedi. Somehow, some dark Jedi uh, got in and influenced his nephew, who then murdered people, uh, became a murderer, and, and Luke now has to deal with the repercussions of that. Also, why did he go away? I mean, that kind of bugs me is, you know, when the going gets tough, the Jedi go into hiding. I mean, let's let's address that. You know, uh, Yoda on Dagobah, they all sort of just, like, go away and hide? I, I don't know, for to fight another day? I don't know. It's uh, disconcerting. That said, when they did hide, yeah. it did work out in the end. It did work out in the end, but, you know, at the cost of, what, billions of lives? Yeah, but I always think that, like, their whole... They went going into exile and, like, let's just wait for the right time. I don't know. I don't know if you saw that party at Endor, but it was lit. <laughs> that was quite a party. They should do a party at Endor. That would be awesome. I'd love that. That's, that's what Star Wars land should be. Yeah, should. They should have a party at Endor. And, and, and we can all, like... Everything can be oversized, and then we can be in Ewok suits, so it will be, like, to scale that, like, we're Ewok size. That'd be brilliant, like, with bigger Stormtrooper helmets to play <laughs> drums on. Oh, my God, I've just made a billion dollars for the Disney Corporation. <laughs> Thank me later, Bobby Iger. Thank me later. Uh, Chris, I've got to go find out 
what this podcast is about that I am doing, but uh, it's tremendous to meet you and I have to hook up with you when I'm back in June and we'll do a full interview and uh, we'll kill it. Let's do, let's do a full podcast. It's been an honor to meet you and just hang out like at the con. This is a blast. Cool. And where can people follow you on the, the World Wide Web? I am that Chris Gore on everything, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and you can also check out my website, filmthreat.com and uh, you know follow Film Threat at Twitter. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Hey, you guys, while you enjoy the seventh free hour of audio content from Star Wars Celebration on the Steel Wars feed, kind of shocking for me to hear that as well, please help us pod it forward. On Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, we are at Steel Wars, and it really seriously helps if you share the episode announcement. If everyone listening managed to get one extra person to check out the podcast, then we've doubled our audience, which will lead us to be able to do more cool things like these blog pods. Also, while you're listening to the rest of the show, why not get onto that iTunes and write us a sweet five-star review? It bumps us up the rankings, vouches to other Star Wars fans we're doing good stuff, and makes your host feel warm inside. And a happy host means good content. Really appreciate your support, and back to the show. All right, it's just after three. We just did the Star Wars Report podcast. I'm here with the Brez. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. You're here with your whole fam. What's it like to be like getting the kids on board for the next generation of Star Wars? And also, I hope that you're imparting on them how good they've got it. Oh, why, why would you say how good they've got it? What do you mean by that? That they get to come to Celebration? No, that they get, like, Star Wars content forever. They, they are pretty fortunate, but they don't have any context for that. You know how kids are. Mine are very small. So, yeah, I think they're having a good time, though. They love seeing all the costumes, my daughter especially. My son loves seeing all the toys. He wants to buy all of them. So it's sort of like we'd go broke buying all the Star Wars stuff that they have out there. In some ways, kids are lucky and parents are not. <laughs> so it's just an endless supply. What's the top news story out of here for you and maybe what's the most what's getting hit the most i know you track what what stories are are getting the most hits on uh ew yeah well then you know in terms of news it's been fairly light at celebration it's been like the 40th anniversary thing was cool to experience in person for sure and i think it's probably a lot of fun to watch even just online watching the streaming video but there wasn't any news out of that do you know what i mean so uh the news was the the last jedi trailer and some of the details about that movie that were revealed at the jedi last jedi panel probably the biggest piece of news in terms of just a revelation or piece of information that is important is kathy kennedy saying that episode nine has been rewritten that they're not going to try to force Carrie Fisher or Princess Leia into that story now that Carrie has sadly passed. So that actually got a lot of uh, people talking on our site. That was one of the most read stories. And, 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 and you know, that's, a, that's kind of a downer. I think people are bummed about that, but it's also a sign of respect to Carrie Fisher that, that she's irreplaceable. She's one of a kind, and so they're not even going to try to replace her. 
What does that mean for episode eight? Does that change the end, like the fate, or all? Have you like found anything out about that? Well, we don't really know where the story is going, so no. I mean, I, I don't. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. have any information about the ending, I think it will change the way we feel the last time we see her on screen because that's it okay but when yeah when kathy said that they're rewriting has she said anything that it's affected like the edit of the film not bob Iger says no that it's the same film they were planning to make ending in the same way now maybe carrie fisher's story ends in that movie maybe i'm rather princess leia's story ends general leia's story ends who knows um, but all I know is they said they haven't changed it. And I think that's also a sign of respect to the actresses. The show must go on, but then the show continues. It doesn't have to... If it was finished, if the work was finished, it doesn't have to respond to this real-life event. Uh, and it's something that Episode Nine has to deal with because this character now can't be a part of the, the story arc. And um, I think that's okay. That's life. You know, we have to live with what... We- we have to live with things that happen like this, and life is full of uh, of uh, of things that are uh, both happy and sad. The best laid plans go off to stray. And as far as like public interest and, and hits on the site, what's what's the hottest story there? Uh, I think uh, the trailer. Uh, we we did a deep dive into the trailer, and so that was massively popular. The story I did about Kelly Marie Tran. A separate I broke out is really setting people off too. And people are so curious about this uh, young lady plucked from obscurity. You know, she's known for a couple of like digital comedy shorts and an appearance on Jimmy Kimmel as like a an actor in a sketch. But otherwise, now she's a gigantic movie star in one of the biggest movies of the, surely to be one of the biggest movies of the year. So who is she? Where did she come from? And I thought she was a delight to talk to. I know you talked to her as well. And I think uh, people are really interested in that story. She is literally a ray taken from nowhere, doing a, me- doing a job that really wasn't her passion. Uh, she had one that just kind of paid the bills so she, while she pursued her acting dream. And she is now one of the stars of Star Wars. And she's just adorable. Like, she's like so nice and, and just yeah, funny to be around and stuff. Speaking about that, you were next to me in the press line. Did I seem weird? No more than usual. What do you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a loaded question. <laughs> what, what, no, I didn't think you seemed weird. Were you on something? Were you? <laughs> I was on a lot of pressure. <laughs> no, I thought you did fine. Okay, great. I think it all took. Like I, I was happy with how it was, but then in between, like my. I, I had the sweatiest hand holding that microphone. I was constantly just like, yeah, what's well, doing stuff? It's, it's like a, you know, I, I really appreciate getting I didn't this too far. This weird, but I, but I also like as a sign of respect to my fellow reporters, I try not to eavesdrop on their conversations. So, oh no, I just meant in between. Yeah. Oh, in between? Yeah. No, no more than usual. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, no, no. When when the camera's on, that's yeah. that's that's when, uh, as we like to say, that's when Hollywood Steel comes out. But in between, that's when it's, I'm just the meek farm boy from Australia. Hollywood Steel. I remember that was a movie with Jamie Lee Curtis from 1992, wasn't it? Where she plays the cop who goes to Hollywood. <laughs> Is that a real movie? That would be amazing. It's in something called Blue Steel. Ah, nice. Well, I know that look as well. Anthony, great to see you, man. And uh, safe travels with you and the fam. Great to see you too, Steel. May the force be with you. And you. That was perfect. Finally, somebody said, said I just wanted to say. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my, um, my bit on his show. It's gotten more absurd. It was good. Uh, your very All right, Bethany. Bethany, live pod done. Did you survive? We survived. If you're hearing the sound of my voice, we survived. Even if you're not hearing it, like for people that aren't even listening to this podcast, you still survived. That's true. Yes. Because there's billions of people that aren't going to hear your voice. Really? I thought that your podcast went to everyone, like the, the planet. No, no, no. I don't make up lies like other people about... <laughs> you glanced at Riley when you said that. Yeah, I know. It was not meant to be subtle at all. <laughs> okay. Okay. Congratulations on the live pod, Riley. Dude, uh, I would accept no more Bantha Poodoo from anyone else than you. <laughs> Dude, no, that was amazing. It was a great show, and I'm so glad people came out, and... You guys saved it. Thank you. <laughs> so. No, it was great. It was good fun. But uh, great seeing you guys. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you at another weird event yeah. soon. Until the person on the intercom is like, seriously, everybody, get out. Get out. <laughs> see you guys. Bye, Riley. Bye. Bye, Bethany. Bye. See you on the other side somewhere. Yeah. Safe travels. Hey, you guys, the Steel Wars merch store has been updated with brand new sticker packs. We've got the new I'm with Snoke, the Yub Nub, and the Classics, Have You Seen Him, and the infamous Your Snoke Theory Sucks. You can get an assorted pack of 10 for just $5. And while you're sticking your little adhesives, you'll be warm in the glow that you're supporting the Steel Wars podcast. It's all up at SteelWars.com. It is 12.25, you guys. I'm in the Airbnb. It's the end of Star Wars Celebration. I'm feeling pretty lonely because I'm only in the internet's most lit post-celebration party with the crew. Johnny Grasso. Yeah! Randy. Yeah! <laughs> can, can you do the... The yo voice, but prequels to the sequels. <laughs> yo! <laughs> you know the classic Johnny Grasso yo noise? Yeah. We that like, I got down. Okay. So, you know how like... Yes. You, like, just say, just say the word fries. Fries. And then say the word burger. Burger. Okay. So I say fries and burger. It, it sounds different. <laughs> but they're different words. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So what we were hoping for is that you could use the yo accent to repeat Randy's 
let's say, iconic opening phrase from the prequels to the sequels? I don't know if I can. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, That's no accent. I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a shot. Because every, every time I hear someone say it, uh, I have your voice in my head where you go, from the prequels to the sequels with the nasal thing. But, uh, but like, my yo is like, it's from my soul. So, um, so when I. saying my intro is soulless? No, not at all. Oh, I'm no. saying dude, my intro. Dude, breaking. Tony Grosso has a soul. I'm, my, my intro comes from my soul. So it's like, yeah. However, if I went prequel. Sequel. <laughs> Before we uh, we were last on the pod, we all gave our predictions for what the big announcement would be. In <laughs> big announcements, <laughs> Dominic. <laughs> that's Dominic Jones reporting. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have an opinion, though. <laughs> oh no, I have no opinions on that. I'm not bitter. So we talked about what our expectations were for what the announcement was. And the announcement would be that there was going to be another celebration. <laughs> Dominic. <laughs> I meant, honestly, nothing actually spilled. Well, Steele, was it expectations or what we were hoping and dreaming for? Because I, I said I wanted location, but my expectation was they wouldn't give it to us. You got location. Somewhere. Somewhere, right. Somewhere. <laughs> okay. But I, I, I think the weekend has been so fun that you can't let any of that. It's just, it's no. madness. I agree. Yeah. And I would go around and ask everyone what their highlight was. But I think we all have to agree. The highlight of celebration was getting to meet Hawes Burka. Yes. That, that is definitely legit. That dude rules. It was so cool. Good people. He's a good, good guy. People. You know, you've got to balance it out somewhere, really, don't you? <laughs> Hardest working guy in podcasting, hands down. But Hawes, you're an absolute champ. Um, Pappas, that was a wonderful 15 minutes we got to spend with you, buddy. Walking pneumonia. I gotta, I gotta say. <laughs> Walking pneumonia. My man fucking called out of work for fucking four days, spent $800 on two flights to show up for 15 minutes, an amazing 15 minutes. Went back to his hotel room, threw up two lungs, had sex with his girl, sick as hell, and then went home. <laughs> she was like, no, 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 no. When you said sick as hell, yeah. were you like judging it morally? Grass is break dancing. I, now, I, <laughs> I've got to wrap this up so we can do the mega pod. Yeah, Hawes was a champ, Pappy was a champ, yeah. all the people that came to all the events were champs, all the people that came up and said, hey, the bestest. Don't you reckon, Randy? We even settled our differences over your catty nature. Oh, my catty nature? Mm-hmm. I'm not a caddy, I'm just playful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a, we had, we, I've noticed that everyone who you're close to has a... Uh, uh, like a confrontational kind of like cat and mouse with you. No, I, I, you're having right now, you're having a political war with Jason <laughs> it's, on Twitter. It's, I, I, no, I, I deny that. It's, it's more of a moral war. It's a moral war? <laughs> I, I think it's, just, it's a war of two different philosophies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. 
and your philosophy being being the the people's champion, the people's champion, and still yours being. I just question how much Star Wars he's made. <laughs> <laughs> I got that reference. That was good. That was. Good. <laughs> Cheers. That was a good one. How are you not a sitcom dude? <laughs> I, I have yet to meet the right producer. Johnny's house coming this fall. <laughs> He's eating a pizza like someone drinks fine wine. <laughs> What's that? Cross the screener on the other side. Good. I don't think I said it, but that's you did. You did. You did. No, Grasso what? <laughs> so it's been the best I um, am so grateful to all my new friends that I've made over the past year and a half or how long it was and uh, meeting Chris and then next year meeting all you guys It's um, I love it it's really important to me so great. there you go cheers and I would like Stupid. first of all as we begin to end this great live blog pod from the first ever blog pod when I met Chris Siegel and I would like to return the favour and say, hey Chris, here's way too many of my business cards. <laughs> 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 you bought 25 business cards. <laughs> yeah, you have to give those out tomorrow. So. <laughs> oh, I'm putting these on eBay. <laughs> Chris is the best. He gave me the business cards. He goes, if you could just hand them out to people you might know. <laughs> now all he has to do is go to your house and leave a bunch of stickers. <laughs> <laughs> and then the circle will be complete. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone, welcome. for listening in Stay here. All. Thanks all to all the guys. people that joined you. in. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Sorry. Sorry. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Welcome. <laughs> Cheers. We don't have Americans. We don't have a, a response to that. A checkmate then. <laughs> checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> we out. All right. Let's stop and do mega pod. That's a wrap. Hey, you guys. It's hard to believe, but that brings us to the end of the formal coverage of Star Wars Celebration. As sizzled, there will be a Megapod episode coming in the next week. And if you don't know what that is, that is when a bunch of Star Wars podcasters are in the same room from different podcasts and we record a mega loose Megapod and you have to jump around to different feeds to get the continuing parts. So we'll let you know when that starts uh, next week. But I think Johnny Grasso, I think you know he's in fine form, you guys. And there is a lot of hard laughter to be had. But as for the blog pods, sadly, that is it. What what a crazy week that was. It was just so fun. It was so fun. And I want to give a huge thanks to all the people that signed up and were originally uh, patrons of on our Patreon that support the show. It does start from $3, so you can work it in your head, whatever you want. It's missing out on an expensive can of Coke or... 
a cup of coffee from a cheap place, a month, whatever it is. But uh, I do work extremely hard to bring you guys all this content. So when people lay down a couple bucks a month to support that, it does mean the world to me. So thank you to everyone that signed up on day one and all the people that throughout Star Wars Celebration got the itch to get some more sweet, sweet content and support the content they already hear. Of course, if you do sign up as well, there's hundreds of bonus episodes. There's the Making Steel Wars show. There's there's commentaries. There's call-in show bonus shows. There's the whole archives. But for new stuff, we've got the full Making Star Wars podcast mashup live show. That's up there with the scintillating, scintillating, Smoking Hot, erotic fan fiction read by Maud Garrett, Jason Ward, and Randy Laguduche, with me doing the poorest Ben Burt impression in history. So you've got that. That is also on the uh, Making Star Wars Patreon. So if you support us and, I don't know, you, you love those guys as well, get over there and uh, give them a couple of bucks a month also. But as added bonuses on our Patreon, we've also got two things I call Blog Pod After Dark. So there's one episode that we recorded in... <laughs> In Max Palace's Uber, <laughs> driving uh, driving me home after the uh, the MSW live show, which is a pretty sweet. Lots of whispering in that one. No more secrets. And then there's like a longer one, like a 35, 40 minute one on the Saturday night that features many of my friends bullying me about my wacky accent. There is an impersonation contest that closes out that episode that's pretty funny. So a few little bonus things there for the patrons, as well as there's hundreds of hours up there and you get an RSS feed, you paste that into your podcast app of choice and they all just load up instantly. Where we can, there's no mid-show promos or plugs or any of that sort of stuff. So it is good action. Now I have got some people I want to thank for this amazing weekend. I want to thank uh, Rob McKnight and Owen and Angela Bishop at Studio 10, Amy at Disney, the best. Thank you. A massive, massive shout out to my buddy Paul Jones that did a lot of the audio editing while I was off recording even more stuff. He was back in Melbourne putting the episodes together. So thank you, Paul Jones. Paul also does all our live sound and stuff in Melbourne. So he's an invaluable part of what Steel Wars does. And if you want to check out what he does in front of the mic, he's got two podcasts. One is Hey Hey, It's the Podcast, where they review this crazy Australian variety show from the 80s and 90s that every celebrity went on. And uh, it's pretty funny. They break down each episode. Or they have The Geek Dudes, which is a pop culture, you know, all that stuff that we're into, Marvel, DC, Star Wars. But I should give you a warning 
with the geek dudes, it is not safe for work. So if that scares you off, then be scared off. But if you want to hear a couple of uh, pretty funny guys uh, ranting and raving about the week's pop culture news, uh, check out the geek dudes. Although he had the week off due to no photoshops, Reed Parker... The Photoshop extraordinaire, thank you so much for doing the covers every week. Paul Dempsey from Something for Kate, thanks for the soundtrack. Uh, Mick McConnell, who's always, always up to help on the back end, whether it's editing uh, bonus clips or getting the Patreon going. He's a champ up in Queensland. Eric Struthers uh, on deck at the party, doing sound, doing bonus clips and basically doing whatever he can to help out the show. Thank you so much, Eric. It was awesome to uh, meet and hang with you and have you on the show. And you can check out his Star Wars podcast called The Bad Motivators. A massive thanks to Randy Laguduche for really spearheading getting the live show going. That was just... It was incredible. The vibe... I, it was really fun. I think we talked about it on one of the shows, but... Like and Cause brought it up that it was just everyone was just so happy. It was stupendous. It was just the best. Thanks also to Toshi Station HD, uh, Jason Ward and Amanda Ward. Uh, can't thank you guys enough. Can't thank you guys enough. I uh, I miss you guys dearly. Can't wait to uh, be back in LA hanging with you guys soon all the people that appeared on the, uh, the the mashup it was super fun to work with everyone with Becca with Ryder with uh, Travis um, Amanda and Tracy uh, of course Tracy Gardner one of my original nerd friends in California uh, Johnny Grasso come on Horse Burke at the champ Pappy I am so sorry you got sick, my man. Uh, New York Comic Con. Let's um, let's get it going, buddy. See you there. See you there. And the enigma that is Sal Perales just appearing on giant screens and then a podcast, and then evaporating. Amazing times. And uh, more Garrett, thank you so much for being a pretty damn good sport. And Emily Lind, what is wrong with you? We've actually named uh, the, uh, the Safe Haven. We've got this little group on Facebook, guys. The Steel Wars Listener Star Wars Safe Haven. And you can join. If you are a new listener and there's a three questions you have to answer and, and maybe we haven't been going on about it much of late. But uh, Ben Mendelsohn, Director Krennic's nickname on the podcast is Mendo. So if you answer that, we'll let you in. Just because there's so many spam bots and people coming in for nefarious reasons. So we just like to keep it Steel Wars listeners that get the vibe of the show and want to talk about Star Wars the way we do without losing your grip. And there's a link for that on uh, SteelWars.com. So uh, link that. Use Mendo as the password and I'll click you in. A huge thanks to everyone that appeared on the blog pods. And that is a lot of people. But when I was editing, I, I did the last couple of days and just like the amazing guests we had on. Like I was just like, this is 
good content. I was like, because I was running around so much, so you don't really fully remember what um, you know everything you talked about and stuff. But I was, I was listening back to these conversations, and it's like, what a treat that I can just walk around this convention and just bump into these amazing Star Wars minds and hit them up for ten minutes. To yeah, it's it's super cool. Also slaving away back in Melbourne, Josh Chapman did a bang-up job getting those YouTube clips out for me. So, thank you so much, Josh. And if you haven't already, please go and subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Steel Wars, because... We've got some big YouTube things happening over the next couple of months. And I don't know, isn't just watching full-length videos of me interviewing Daisy Ridley, Ryan Johnson, Kathleen Kennedy, Kelly Marie Tran, and John Boyega temptation enough, you guys? Isn't it? Isn't it? Well, I guess for some of you it isn't because you haven't clicked subscribe. (sighs) I don't know why we do it, Josh. I do know. It's because we love content. We love it. Thanks to Brad Love, who's been handling a lot of the show note duties, making sure everything's listed correctly, what goes down. Uh, Of course, a shout out to the guys from the Star Wars Underworld. Killing it. It was great to meet Ben Hart, no E, and his parents, who were super cool. A massive thanks, as always, to my good buddy and trusty R2D2, Kate Shum, for helping out with all the live podcast action, wheeling and dealing that sweet, sweet merch. And also a huge thanks just to anyone that came up and said, hey, and they, they listened to the podcast. That was beyond cool. And finally, and massively, thank you to my wife, Jacqueline, and my little cat, Jerry, who support my crazy schemes in running around in being a nerd journalist. Could not be more supportive. Jerry could possibly be a bit more supportive, I have to say. But Jacqueline just goes above and beyond. So, thanks, Jack. And again, thanks to all the patrons. Thanks to everyone that listens. If it's really not in your interest to become a patron, please help us pot it forward by you know writing a, a sweet five-star review or sharing the episode. It This thing, it is my favorite thing to do in the world. It is so much work. It is more work than I've ever done on anything ever. But I really enjoy it. And um, I'm ever so grateful that thousands and thousands of people around the world enjoy it as well. So, let's catch our breath. There'll be more content tomorrow. Can you believe it? Uh, We'll be doing a special May the 4th call-in show that will be uh, May the 4th on American time. It will be that night and it will be May the 5th in the morning for Australian listeners. But I'll post up all the details of that and uh, there's rumours there might be some special calling guests and all that good stuff. So uh, we'll be up to talk Star Wars, talk what May the 4th means to you, all that good stuff. And there is, I'm, I'm, there's so much more content. There's, we've got another live show to put up with uh, George Lucas, uh, Jonathan Schuster and uh, Nick Mason from the Weekly Planet. That's set to come. We've got a live call-in show with Horst Burkett that we're got to put up there's media clips there's q a's there is so much stuff going on and uh i appreciate you guys allowing me to do it so hey you guys may that 
Force be with you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.